welcome to episode 36 of the Ecuador Insider Podcast. I am Jesse Bayer, coming to you as always from our offices here in Loja, Ecuador. Uh, I have a couple of guests on the line tonight who I'll get to momentarily, but very quickly, we are Abundant Living Ecuador, a real estate and relocation services firm based out of Loja in southern Ecuador. You can find us on our website at A as in Apple, B as in Boy, Ecuador.com, um, and of course, get in touch with us that way. So again, um, really interesting show, I think, tonight. Um, I have on the line uh, Nicholas Estrella and Juan Giraldo. Uh, sorry, there's an L there, correct? Giraldo? <laughs> um, Giraldo, you have to pronounce, you have to forgive my lousy gringo accent. Um, but uh, I'm psyched to have these guys on the line. These are 20-something entrepreneurs, Ecuadorian entrepreneurs, originally from Quito, um, they're now currently in Boston, Massachusetts in the U.S., and they're launching a company. Caught my attention actually on Facebook. Um, basically, what I saw on Facebook was, wow, there's these two guys launching this um, very cool company. I think there's some sort of social, uh, I don't know, social equality or justice sort of stuff mixed in there as well, but a very cool company that's bringing um, or Chata to the world, uh, or maybe to Boston to start, <laughs> um, which is a which is a tea that they drink here in Ecuador very very commonly. Um, so without further ado, um, I'll introduce them, and you know we'll we'll have a chat tonight about business and entrepreneurship and all things Ecuador, etc. So Nicholas Juan, thank you so much for joining me. How's it going? Great, thank you for having us, Jesse. Awesome. No, Jesse, we're, yes. we're glad to be here. Thank you for having us. Very good. I appreciate the time as well. Um, so guys, let's start, um, you know, just a little bit with your backgrounds. Um, also, I want to give people, if, if they, you know, right off the bat, if people want to just check out what you guys are doing, um, is the best site to give them this one that I'm on here, which is livewanku.com? Yeah. Okay. So that's L-I-V-E-W-A-N-K-U.com. You can kind of check out. Uh, what these guys are up to in their product. Um, but anyhow, let's start a little bit just with your background. So you're both from Quito, correct? Walk me through sort of, you know, your your upbringing, how you met, and, and then sort of we can kind of jump into, you know, how you got to where you're at now. Yes, so this is Juan, and um, I was born and raised in Quito. Um, I left Ecuador to live in uh, Belgium, Europe for a year and a half when I finished high school and then I came back and went to college in Universidad San Francisco de Quito. Mm -hmm. And I did a study abroad program there. I came here to the States and that's where I fall in love with uh, business education in this country. And I decided that I was gonna come back here for do, doing my MBA in the future. I, I went back to Ecuador. I uh, started my career as an entrepreneur I was very young, maybe I was 19 years old. I had a media and entertainment company and then an e-commerce company. Um, and after that, I was the CEO of an IT consulting company before I came to the MBA. Um, right now, I'm an MBA student at Babson College, uh, number one school for entrepreneurship. So we're leaving it. Very good, very good. Um, and, and Nicholas, how about you? Yeah, well, as for me, I graduated from business administration in Universidad San Francisco de Quito. So uh, I met Juan because he's the older brother of one of my best friends of high school. 
So we already met like a while ago. Uh, but as I knew Juan had this experience as being an entrepreneur, I started having some of my own ideas of entrepreneurship and I first approached him to at first just just meet with him, just uh, have some advice on the things I was doing. So then we started to become friends. Um, when Juan was general manager of one of the companies he worked in, he hired me to work in that company at first and then we became close friends and we started another company before it was this was like two years ago um, this company was an IT education services company we were already selling more than 10 countries in Latin America before so that was one of my first uh, experiences as an entrepreneur I had a previous uh, startup of my own. Uh, it was like a little startup, but I started to learn a lot about it and get passionate about entrepreneurship. And right now we just uh, became more friends and launched Wanku together. And right now I'm here at Boston with Juan because we are here because an accelerator program of Babson College, mm -hmm. um, so I'm here for the summer, and we're launching the company together right now. Very cool, and um, and so you've both been in the states a relatively short period of time, correct? Yes, me, I've been here for one year already. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and for me, I've been here for just just for the summer, couple of months. Um, Okay, and so you you both you know have a background in entrepreneurship. You've been successful entrepreneurs. What was the driving force um, to you know launch Wanku? Uh, what, what what was behind that? Yeah, I think it was a lot of things together. So we are passionate about entrepreneurship and business. Uh, I think one important part. The second was the second part was we wanted to start a business that would allow us to have a world-class product. So we wanted to build a company that could scale globally since the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And that's why we started exploring agro-industry. We understood that Ecuador has amazing natural products. And in addition to that, we have amazing traditions that comes from indigenous communities, from our roots. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Nico was going to stay in Ecuador and I was coming to the States, um, would allow us to have the team in both of the parts where we needed to have operations. So I think this part plus the fact of like putting the name of Ecuador up there in the business world uh, was really inspiring us at the very beginning. Very cool. I love that. Um, so that's the ultimate plan uh, is that you, Juan, will sort of run things on the state side and Nicholas will handle the production and the exporting side in Ecuador? Yeah. I, and also I handle all the marketing operations and digital marketing operations. So usually I'm going to be traveling back and forth from Ecuador to, to the States. But basically, yes, I'm going to handle the Ecuador operations and Juan's going to handle the U.S. operations. Okay, and, and what specifically is, for, you know, for those who have no idea what horchata is, what specifically is Wanku? What product are you starting with? Um, and, and just tell me a little bit about the product itself. 
Ok, so horchata lojana eh, we, we based our formula, our recipe for wanku based on the traditional horchata lojana or also known as el agua que cura back there in, in Chukibamba in Loja um, that means uh, the healing water so it is actually a herbal infusion made up with more than 20 herbs and flowers some of them only grow in this region on the of the Ecuadorian Andes so it's a really delicious drink it has a this fruity and aromatic taste it has a hint of lemon so it tastes really good and it has great health properties it it's it, it really suits your body and helps your digestive system uh, a lot of the plants that are in the infusion have anti-inflammatory properties digestive properties so it makes a really delicious beverage and that's good for your for your body so that's that's what one quiz i think so, in addition to that jesse it's worth to add that this is an ancestral tradition from our country right so it's been drunk for centuries and this is like the opportunity to share this amazing tradition with the world very cool so a health bear also, yep go ahead yeah also i i want to add that well, while sharing this tradition with the world, we want to also help to improve the quality of life of Ecuadorian dependent farmers. And and how are you doing that? We're right now we're buying the ingredients needed for make Wanku directly from them at fair trade prices. And mm -hmm. uh, the vision that we have for the company is that we want to also help start a, a foundation that's going to give training and give the tools necessary to help them thrive by themselves the, to help them organize themselves as a farmer's co-op mm -hmm. so this way they can start in improving their their incomes and improving their production techniques so we want to do good to them and also do good with our product now, is this this community um, where they're growing the the herbs and the tea, you know, the, all the stuff that goes into the product? Is this an indigenous area, or is this just a regular sort of Ecuadorian agricultural area, or what, what's the you know describe the sort of overall character of of the area? Well, I think this is a region of I think the Andes in general is a region of indigenous people. In Ecuador, um, regularly, this is these are the people who work the lands. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And so, where are so you? Go ahead. But... Hey, no, go ahead. Um, you sure? I'm happy to. If you got something to say, go right ahead. Um, if not, I'll I'll ask you about production. Um. No. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay, so the so you're you're getting the, the you're sourcing the uh, the raw materials uh, from the Andes in Ecuador and southern Ecuador, not too far from where I am, um, and then you're uh, processing them and turning this into a drink, also in Ecuador, or how does that work? Yeah, so this is actually a very interesting part of our business is building an international supply chain from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. So we source our ingredients directly from smallholder farmers in Loja. Then we dehydrate the herbs, we dry them, and then we package them 
in Ecuador as well, and then we ship the raw ingredients to the States. And it's here, uh, we produce our final product here with a co-packer and then we distribute it to our customers. Very cool. And and I know you guys are just sort of you know, in the very early stages of this, you've got a crowdfunding page, you're still raising money, but you also are looking to launch at least locally um, next month. So where are you at as far as, um, where are you at in the process in, as far as actually producing product and selling it? Yeah, so actually we have our first manufacturing run lined up for next week. Jesse, we're excited. Um, we did our, our first import of herbs a couple of weeks ago and we have already a few retail stores lined up. They are super excited to carry our product. We can't wait to start. Excellent. And I can just, you know, I'll just attest to this. Um, obviously, I've never tried, you know, your product. Um, I'll have to grab a bottle next time I'm in the States in August. But, um, um, you know, horchata is extremely common and popular here in Ecuador. And, you know, you were mentioning before that it's kind of a health drink that tastes good. I didn't know it had so many health principles in it. I do know that it tastes good. Um, so it's not one of it's it's not one of those it's not one of those health drinks that tastes good that really doesn't taste good. <laughs> um, it's actually a very nice flavor, a nice tea. Obviously, you know there's a million different uh, variations of it depending on which herbs you're putting in and so forth. I actually usually buy it at the Sunday market and we cook it at home. I uh, make the tea at home, so I can I can definitely attest that this will actually be a, a good tasting beverage. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, we too also grow up drinking these these beverage and yeah it's really awesome i think that's why it's so special for us because um as you may know in ecuador is very common for when you have a stomachache you drink chamomile water or oregano water and like when you go to the local markets um, they have all these brew herbs brew that mm -hmm. uh you drink with your lunch or during the morning and uh, yeah, a few people think that this is the, one of the reasons why people in Loja live longer than in other parts of the country. Interesting. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the logistics, some of the business stuff. What what I'm very curious. I mean, I have obviously I just to get, so you guys know, I was you know, my background is also in entrepreneurship, although more so really from the investing side. I was a real estate investor um, prior to being in Ecuador and launching a real estate company. But I certainly was in the business world, so I was able to see, from my perspective, the differences sort of between the U.S. culture of business, Ecuadorian culture of business. I don't remember which one of you mentioned earlier in the show that you really loved sort of U.S. business culture, but I'm curious to, to hear from you guys what kind of obstacles you've come across and also just what sort of are some of the differences you've noticed between saying, you know, having a, launching a company here versus, versus there. Yeah, so that's a very good question. So... There's a few differences actually. Um, I would say that um, American business people are way more straight shooters than Ecuadorian people. Um, here we have a more, in, in the States, we have a more aggressive way of doing business. Um, it's a huge market. So uh, generally speaking, we talk about big numbers and that at the very beginning, we were not used to that. Even though I am in business school and of course we have great ambitions, we want to share this tradition with the entire world, right? So we dream big. Um, at, the, at the beginning we were like, oh, this is, this is amazing to get in contact with these people that are thinking about, you know, distribution in thousands of stores and we were thinking about hundreds at the beginning. So I think that was one part. Um, 
I don't think there is um, a problem. I mean, th there is not a disadvantage. I would say that being able to access the Babson network has been great. I think that was one of the key challenges at the very beginning is that we had to start our own network from scratch, right? So we didn't know anybody at the very beginning, but then being in a business school, being in a place like Babson has been amazing to start these connections. And then we have a fantastic product. We are very passionate about what we're doing. So the doors have been opening and that's great. I think one of the advantages that we have is that we are very capital efficient coming from a smaller economy. Mm -hmm. So we are very creative and resourceful in terms of how can we start a business with, with small quantities of money. And that has been our, our strength and differentiator at the times of doing business in the States. Interesting. Um, what about getting, what about things like government? Getting permissions, getting permits, how, how, compare and contrast for me, um, you know, a lot of our listeners are people looking at Ecuador, thinking about Ecuador. Some of them would be interested in opening businesses here. A lot of them are in the States and Canada, mostly probably in the States. Compare and contrast for me as far as launching a business here versus launching a business where you are now, uh, getting permissions, getting, getting um, permits, etc. Honestly, I think the U.S. is a more friendly business environment. Um, you can even start your own company online in a couple of days. Um, there is, of course, more access to capital. Filing a trademark, you can do it by yourself as well. Um, I think that the main, the main difference would be having access to the right people that can guide you to do stuff. So, um, again, being in a business school, that was kind of easier for us, I guess, because all of our professors and, and, and colleagues were there to open door for us. Um, yeah, I, I would say, I would say, uh, U.S. Is, is, is easier to open a business, but then I don't think it was the fact of being here or being in Ecuador. Just building an international supply chain requires a lot of research and a lot of um, just trial and error, right? Mm -hmm. um, and also, I think that the size of the market really matters because whenever we were thinking before starting Wanku, we, we were thinking on launching a company to start selling services or products in Ecuador, but uh, the the market in Ecuador can get really small and maybe you get no, no much room to grow. So let's say there are some brands from for beverage that are in Ecuador and the market is small. The difference here in the States is that just the the market of Boston can can be more like, like bigger than the whole market of Quito and Guayaquil and the biggest cities of Ecuador together. So I think once that that's one of the main differences uh, that doing business here or in Ecuador. So, yeah, I think that that's it. Yeah, no, I mean, I from my perspective, I agree with, you know, everything you said, I think. Absolutely, it's easier in the states. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> um, I think I think absolutely it's easier in the states. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, I've only been here four years. It's amazing to me in Ecuador just how close-knit the, the country is. I mean, it's, it's so small in the sense that there's familial connections everywhere. Um, yes. You know, it's yes. just... It's if you oh you know this guy I know him and I know his cousin and his father and his mother and and yeah. even me just having been here a short period of time um, you know there's almost no one in the country through friends of mine I couldn't reach <laughs> and it's it's and obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit but it's it's just amazing how that is whereas you know in the states it's really the opposite is the case it's to to for example you know in Boston to run into somebody you know on the street is pretty rare occurrence whereas here in Loja, even for me, it happens multiple times a day. Um, yeah, so, I was yeah. actually laughing the other day because throughout this year in Boston, I just have run with another person that I know once in Boston. Sure. That's it. No, and for, I mean, for, you know, I, I spent about 15 years of my life in New York City that maybe happened, you know, five times in those 15 years. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, very cool. So as far as launch, where are you, where are you guys at? I know you're trying to roll things out locally uh, next month in Boston. Where are, you, where are you at as far as the actual launch? Yeah, so, well, the, the brand and the product already was launched through the crowdfunding campaign. Mm -hmm. It went live last Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So this was the first time the brand was exposed to the world. So... The campaign is going to last for a month. It ends at the 10th of August. And we're going to have our products are available in Amazon right after the campaign ends. So the product is going to be available to purchase online. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start selling locally here in Boston. We're aiming to be natural and healthy product stores. Mm -hmm. Um, and also yoga studios, spin studios, um, vegetarian restaurants, uh, hip cafes, places where we know our target customers are going to be uh, hanging around and can, can be exposed to our brand and the story behind the product um, and just start tasting and, and start consuming Wanku. Very good. And tell me a little bit about the crowdfunding campaign. I'm not, I mean, obviously I know what crowdfunding is. However, I've never done it. I'm not super familiar with it. I would imagine a lot of our listeners aren't either. Um, so you launch it on there. You've got some sort of maybe target number you're trying to hit. People, people can put, you know, uh, put resources, put capital into your company. How does that work? Do they become investors? Explain that process. Yeah. Um, so our initial goal is $10,000. So crowdfunding, what actually does is you pre-sale your product. Mm -hmm. So people pre-order your product uh, because they like you, because they like your brand or your product. And um, we launched in a platform that is just for food and beverage startups that is called pieshell.com. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are all invited to look it up. So this initial goal will allow us to uh, run our first manufacturing here in the States. So let's sort of say that crowdfunding finance our first manufacturing run understood so these people who are who are putting uh, i don't know what the word is investing donating buying these people who are Con contributing there you go <laughs> yeah contribution. these people <laughs> these people who are contributing to your crowdfunding campaign they're going to receive product that's going to what they're going to get back in the future 
Exactly. Yeah. So they receive product plus a few super cool gifts that come from the Andes and from the Andes Mountains and uh, discounts coupons for our store that will be available on August the 11th online. Very cool. And then the idea is you hit that 10,000, you get that those products out shipped, you're available on Amazon and then you have enough capital can, to continue. Is that more or less? Yes. So we have uh, capital to continue, but we are also, we raised an initial round of uh, friends and family. Mm -hmm. So that this was a, some sort of a fundraising strategy, but it was as well a go-to-market strategy because mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, we believe that online sales are really going to take off. And this was like the kickoff of the online sales strategy because our plan is to convert our backers into con into customers right after the crowdfunding. And um, partially for uh, personal curiosity and partly perhaps to help you if you are looking for this, um, are you looking for investors at this time in the company or, or no? Yes, we are. Um, so we are not ready to raise at this moment, but we're already meeting with potential investors from the Boston and New York area um, that are really interested in what we're doing and we're just building relationship to be able to uh, pick and, and find the right partner for us. It's very important to find smart money and, and we believe that that can help accelerate the growth uh, a lot more than if you do not find the right people. Sure. Interesting too, you guys mentioned sort of the health angle I was reading on your website. This is a completely organic product, correct? Yeah. We use organic and non-GMO uh, ingredients that are cultivated from these independent farmers in Ecuador. And what are you, how are you getting, what are you, uh, what are you sweetening it with? Just, just, um, is it sugar or is it honey? What are you sweetening it with? Right now, the, the first product we're launching, it's sweetened with a little bit of sugar. It's organic sugar cane. It's organic sugar cane, yeah, and organic stevia extract. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, we, the, the product has 11 grams of sugar per bottle and it's a bottle of 16 ounces so it doesn't have too much sugar probably probably but, oh sorry go ahead yeah but then we're we're starting to work on a on a second product that's going to be an unsweetened version of it so it's going to have no sugar at all probably probably even the first version is not as sweet as the horchata they serve here with like 47 scoops of sugar <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's so funny jesse because um we i think our initial goal was to replicate as much as possible the formula that we learned from the farmers back in ecuador and the only thing we tweaked was the amount of sugar so we reduced considerably the amount of sugar but we still are brewing directly the leaves so we don't use concentrates we use fresh lemon as they do mm -hmm. and we use the exact same recipe that we learned from them just reducing the sugar to adapt to American consumers. Very cool. Um, and so what, what, are, what are some of the challenges you face launching this company so far? I mean, obviously you've talked supply chain a little bit, um, you know, I'm sure there's a million of them, but what are some of the, what are some of the stuff that's been more difficult? Um, yeah, I think that one of the main difficulties we faced was to start learning uh, of a new industry because we we were back the the last company we launched and we worked in 
it was a tech company so this is an, a beverage company is completely different industry so learning all the terms learning all the how to deal with uh, co-packers how to lead with uh, deal with uh, farmers it was like this learning process that was kind of ha take take it time so um, i think that that was one yeah i mean um if you see our business, Jesse, it's an entire value chain, right? So it's from the fields of the farms to the hands of the consumers. And you have a lot of players in the middle. So aligning the vision of all of these stakeholders of what we're gonna do and the way we want to do it, doing business consciously, paying fair trade prices and building a brand that really fits our values. I think that was the key challenge, but now we have find the right partners and after after obviously like uh, 10 months of hard work but fortunately we're ready to go to the market with the right people on our side yeah it helped a lot that right now we have the right advisors also that are helping us that are part of the team too so it, it will be impossible to enter this complex industry without the guidance of people that has a lot of experience in it so we have really great advisor that have guided us really, really well. Very good. And I mean, 10 months to launch a company is, is, pretty, is pretty fast. Um, so just, I'm, I'm just curious, obviously, you know, and, and I sort of, I'm interested in this sort of arbitrage play as I, as I sort of would describe it as well. The, the food in Ecuador is very abundant. It's very inexpensive when compared to, you know, places like the U.S. Um, um, you know, just to give people an idea who maybe haven't been here, you know, uh, a bag of beans, you know, generally is a dollar, you know, you can get, usually bananas are like five cents a banana, um, you know, you can get a, a maybe 20 oranges if it's orange season for a dollar, etc. You know, those are, those are prices that would shock people in the States, right? Um, the uh, things like horchata, the ingredients, for example, for horchata here in Ecuador are really inexpensive. Um, you guys are, mentioned fair trade prices. Obviously, you're trying to help people here as well. Um, I'm just curious, how, are you paying significantly more than I would pay here in Ecuador purchasing this horchata? How does that work? We're paying 15% premium for now. Okay. Um, also, the thing is that uh, as we are buying directly from farmers, uh, we are helping directly to them because right now, how they do business is that they have to sell their products to intermediaries right. and these intermediaries take their products to local markets right yeah so these intermediaries uh, have all the bargaining power against them because farmers don't have their own means to get their products directly to to consumers so sometimes they get like a tenth of the real market price so it is cheap to buy in market but intermediaries pay farmers uh, a, a lot less. So uh, that's, that's why we're working directly with, with farmers. So we cut the middleman and, and they get paid fair trade prices directly. Very cool, very cool. Um, okay, I think I've pretty much asked my questions. Um, do you guys have anything that you wanna uh, our listeners to hear before, um, obviously I definitely want to give you a minute as well to 
sort of, you know, um, I mean, we've mentioned the website, but if you want to mention to people where they can get your product, how they can get a hold of you, and um, before you do that, if there's anything else you want to mention, um, please do so. Well, from my side is just, I just want to encourage everybody out there who has an idea to start trying to build it. Um, again, one of the main reasons why we're doing this is because we really want to inspire Ecuadorians to pursue their dreams, no matter where they are, either Ecuador, the United States, Great Britain, Australia, wherever. Everything is possible when you really work hard. So I want to invite them all to just start doing it and start trying it. And the second part that I think it has been crucial for this um, entrepreneurial journey from my perspective is find the right people to advise you. Like you always need people who have done it before. You do not have to invent it. So just go out there, talk to people, um, be yourself, be true to your values and people will, will help. People is, is willing to help. Um, and I think that has been key for our that has been key for our and for our entrepreneurial journey is having these right people on our advisory board that have saved us a lot of time and a lot of money. And also, I would add to that, um, just invite everyone that's listening this podcast to uh, see our crowdfunding campaign. You can see there the video that explains all the story behind why we started Wanku, uh, how we met these farmers back there in Chukiribamba in Loja. Um, and if you would like to contribute, it would be amazing to, to help this dream uh, become bigger and be part of the Wanku community. For us, I, I don't think we shared with this with before, but the word Wanku is a Quechua word. Quechua is the most spoken indigenous language of the Andes. So it's a Quechua word that means uh, together. It can be translated in, uh, with together. So for us, this sense of community and togetherness is really important. Um, or Chata or Wanku, the beverage, you need to blend together more than 20 medicinal herbs and aromatic flowers. And also the, the fact that we are working closely together with uh, farmers to help them improve their quality of lives. So this together thing, this building this community is, is really an important part of our brand and as for who we are. So it will be amazing to, to have a lot of the listeners to join this amazing community we're building. So once again, it's www.pieshell.com P-I-E-S-H-E-L-L.com. And then you, you will find us there. Very good. Well, very well said. I couldn't agree more as far as your business advice. Um, I give much of the same um, pretty often. Um, I think, you know, just from my little point perspective in the world, um, it's a very cool product. I think you guys are going to be very successful. I like the marketing. I like the label. I like the shape of the bottle. I like the story. Um, I personally like horchata. I think it's something totally new to the market, obviously, in a place like the States, which always gives you a leg up as well. Um, and I, I, I definitely think, you know, you obviously have the business background. I think you guys are definitely going to have a successful, uh, launch a successful business here. Um, you'll, have to, you'll have to contact me if you get into your next round of, of fundraising. I may be interested. Um, but um, more than anything, I just want to thank you guys for the time, uh, for joining the show. And um, I wish you all the luck with uh, the launch of your company. 
Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Jesse, for having us here. All right, thanks, guys. Once again, I'm Jesse Bayer of Abundant Living Ecuador. You can find us at our website, A as in Apple, B as in Boy, Ecuador.com. Hope you guys have a great day or night wherever you're at. Talk to you soon.